Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, September 14th, 529 a.m. Central Time. Mixed trade in the grain markets this morning. December corn futures down one at 481 and a quarter. November soybeans up one and a quarter at 1351. December Chicago wheat down five and three quarters at 591 and a half. December Kansas City wheat down six and a quarter at 738 and a half. December spring wheat down four and three quarters at 782 and three quarters. Why don't we start off with the river this morning? So levels on the Mississippi River are approaching record lows. The gauge reading of 10.2 feet below normal at Memphis is below the 2012 low of 9.8 feet below normal, but not yet to the lows posted in 1988 or last year. Key areas of the Mississippi River Valley are slated to remain dry for the next seven days. Weather models this morning, however, indicate that rain will return during the back half of next week. The extended GFS through September 30th calls for widespread rain across northern areas of the river valley. So river levels uh, right now are very much restrictive in terms of grain movement, barge movement, uh, rates are up. I had somebody ask me a good question yesterday. Joe, is there any correlation between river levels and say corn prices? And you look at the past extremes here, uh, 2022, uh, 1988, which was a serious drought. 2012, of course, was a serious drought. In these, these three prior extremes, you had pretty high corn prices. Um, this year, we do not. The corn market is is down. It's been trending lower uh, despite low river levels. And low river levels, of course, are, are the result of drought. And I guess this just speaks to the idea that we don't need rain to produce big crops anymore. And I say that kind of like half joking because uh, I know a lot of people have issues with the yield numbers and the production numbers. Um, they think that, you know, we've got this drought, that the crop just isn't going to be there. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I don't have a final yield prediction, but it, it also certainly speaks to the the genetics, the drought tolerance, all of that stuff. So uh, yeah, we've kind of bucked the trend in terms of river levels versus corn prices, if you wanted to make that sort of uh, analogy there. U.S. ethanol production was strong last week. Weekly output of 1.04 million barrels was up 2.7% compared to last week and up 5% versus the same week last year. Ethanol stocks were pegged at 21.17 million barrels. The print declined 2.1% on the week and was down 8.5% compared to the same week last year. Implied gasoline demand declined by a whopping 10.9% compared to last week and was down 4.8% versus the same week last year. This on Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> uh, on average, over the last four weeks, implied U.S. gasoline demand is up 1.4% versus the same period last year. This is some really good demand news, and we need some good demand news. This is the best week of ethanol production seasonally since 2017. Uh, margins are excellent. 60 cents positive, 70 cents positive, some areas over a dollar positive which is, is just excellent. Ethanol stocks are the lowest since 2021. Um, ethanol prices, uh, the price of ethanol shot up 
um, after this report yesterday. In today's premium video, Paul Neifer is going to be on with me. And Paul, of course, is an accountant. Uh, Paul's the farm CPA. We're going to discuss the tax implications of this uh, forthcoming ruling from the Treasury Department. So they're going to go one way or the other. Either um, uh, corn, corn ethanol, sustainable aviation fuel is going to qualify for these subsidies or it's not. And we're going to run through that, uh, both scenarios. This, this SAF deal, uh, you know, corn ethanol essentially being used for jet fuel, that very well may be the future of demand. And uh, I think you guys should be aware of what's going on there. Absolutely. So if you guys are not uh, subscribed to our premium content yet, you sure need to check it out. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together with Brian yesterday? Every day we're pumping out stuff. Uh, today's going to be the video with Paul. Yesterday, uh, Brian Split was on with me. We talked about uh, the corn market, the soybean market, the wheat market, um, some upside targets, downside targets. We talked about the corn market in context of the crop insurance situation. For a lot of you guys, like um, you'd probably like to see a big move one way or the other right now. Like, let's drop fifty cents and get the big indemnity check. Let's rally back. Uh, you know, you can probably need something more than that to make you guys happy at this point. But if we rally corn twenty five cents from here, that's going to eliminate indemnity payments for a lot of you guys. So we talked about corn a little bit in that context. Uh, wheat had a really good day on Tuesday. A little bit of an upside reversal. Discuss that as well. If you guys want to see all the premium content, um, I think this video from Paul is is going to be a must watch today. Uh, go to standardgrain.com. You can sign up this morning. This is a fifty dollar per month subscription. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Just a ton of info direct from us, guys. So NOPO will release August crush data on Friday. The U.S. soybean crush is expected to increase month over month in August, but decline on a yearly basis. NOPA members are estimated to have crushed 167.8 million bushels last month. If realized, the August crush would be down 3.2% from July, but up 1.4% compared to August 2022. Additionally, it would be the second largest August crush on record behind only 2019. The crush is often near its lowest point in August as processors idle plants for seasonal maintenance before harvest. Yeah, so you're not supposed to see like your best prints of the year in August. But um, in any case, the margins <clears throat> are absolutely fantastic. And uh, if this isn't a record for, for this August, you're going to see records um, in the coming months because the margins are so great. Um, the export program in soybeans leaves something to be desired. So we should have, at least according to USDA, we should have plenty of beans uh, to crush. So this is all going to be very positive stuff um, as it relates to demand. Ukrainian grain exports continue to suffer. Since the Black Sea grain deal ended on July 18th, Ukrainian grain exports have fallen by almost 3 million tons per month. Also, since the deal expired, Russian attacks have damaged more than 100 Ukrainian port facilities. As Black Sea ports become less reliable, Ukraine is relying more on rail and uh, excuse me on rail and roads for exports. During September, the most active crossings were between Ukraine and Poland. However, despite these efforts, Ukrainian grain exports have declined nearly 50 percent year over year since the beginning of September. More Black Sea headlines. I, I, some people think that this may have had something to do with uh, recent strength in the wheat market. I really think personally that your uh, little bounce this week has a lot more to do with the report on Tuesday, which indicated a, a fairly substantial drop in the uh, carryout estimates. But in any case, that last uh, line of this graphic here, since the beginning of September, Ukrainian grain exports are off 50% compared to the same period last year. I mean, it means something. This is not a market mover day in and day out like it used to be, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it.
Consumer prices surged in August. The consumer price index rose 0.6% in August compared to the prior month, the largest increase in more than a year. The majority of the increase was due to higher gasoline prices. On an annual basis, CPI increased 3.7% last month, up from 3.2% in July. The Fed is expected to hold rates steady at its meeting next week. However, another hike at its November meeting is still a possibility. 3.6%. Joe, that number's bullshit. The government is lying about inflation. Um, 3.6% is the annualized increase. I pulled this from Twitter. This is Charlie Bilal. He's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is poison and you should never go there. But every once in a while, there's like something decent on there. So this is uh, changes in CPI over the last three years. And um, forever until we're dead, we're going to be talking about pre-COVID versus post-COVID. What did COVID change? So these are the inflation numbers when you go over a three-year time horizon. Gasoline's up 73%. Actual home price is up 40%. I don't know what his metric is, but up 40%. Sounds right to me. Uh, used cars up 32%. Transportation up 28%. Uh, rents up 23%. New cars up 22%. Food away from home up 20%. Food at home up 20%. Shelter up 17%. Wages up 14% and they are up, but not keeping track with inflation necessarily overall. So this is um, maybe a much better way or a much more like real world type way to gauge inflation. And the government will never print it in this fashion, but uh, this is maybe a better way, big picture to kind of step back and look at what actually happened um, as a result of, of COVID with the money printing and the artificially low interest rates and all of that stuff. This was the result. These are the increases that you saw essentially like not pre-COVID, but you know, you're talking just a few months after COVID hit all the stimulus checks. It's, it's a pretty good gauge of pre-COVID versus post-COVID. What did uh, cattle do yesterday? Uh, they were down on Wednesday. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of a bucko three lower. They were anywhere from 20 cents to 220 lower. Live cattle futures closed an average of 32 cents lower, anywhere from two cents to a buck lower. Uh, cash cattle trade hasn't taken off yet this week. Choice box beef ended the day at 307.55. That was down 48 cents. Select ended the day at 287.19. That was up $3.41. Outside markets, U.S. dollars about flat. Stocks are up a little bit. Bonds about flat. Crude oil has been very strong, up a dollar in the October WTI at 89.52. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Friday.